Hey, uh, I'm Kunal Nanjar here at the Game Developers Conference 2022. At that game company, we're leveraging MongoDB's Atlas Managed Service so we can focus on Sky and let Atlas take care of the operational stuff for us. Welcome to the MongoDB Podcast. My name is Michael Lin, your host. Today we're talking about gaming once again. Had the distinct pleasure of being at Game Developer Conference 2022 a couple of weeks ago. It's where I met Kunal from That Game Company. You remember That Game Company. That groundbreaking game called Journey just caught my attention. It's an anonymous adventure where you travel along a life's passage with the opportunity to connect with companions along the way. Really fantastic game. Stay tuned to hear more about That Game Company and how they're leveraging MongoDB. MongoDB World, June 7th through the 9th, coming to New York City. It's an amazing conference for developers by developers. You can register today. Visit mongodb.com world. Use the code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get 25% off of the ticket price as well as some interesting swag. Hope to see you there. My name is Kunal Landuar. I'm a senior software engineer focused on the back end um, of Sky Children of the Light game. And I currently work for that game company. So that game company, it sounds familiar. What, um, what games have they produced? A couple of games that come to my mind is Flow, okay. Flower, and the most critically acclaimed was Journey. Um, Journey, that's Journey. it. Yeah. yeah. So Journey had this amazing interface. It was kind of unique yeah. when it came out. Um, you want to talk a little bit about Journey? Sure, sure. Yeah. So Journey was this uh, amazing, exp- amazing experience where, at least for personally me, it was extremely awesome looking, right? Yeah. It was really it's amazing. Unique. To, very it unique. Was very unique design and art style. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was extremely calming, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get in the game, you don't know what you want to do. There's, there's literally nothing telling you to do anything. <laughs> yeah. You have to kind of figure out yourself. Yeah. That's what something was really unique about Journey. But then there was this amazing aspect about Journey that a random person would join your game session. And, and the person almost felt like an AI, but it turned out it was actually a real player. And the only way to communicate with that player was through a call sign. You cannot talk to them. You cannot send them a message. It was only through a call sign, uh, literally honking in the game, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it tested, it basically tested the bond between the players uh, on how on how, um, how we play with each other together to get to the end yeah. of the game. So that was extremely amazing. Oh, yeah. So unique. Journey. Yeah, right. Uh, journey. I love that. Sorry. Yeah. And, and um, so we're here at the Game Developers Conference. Yeah. And um, how are you enjoying the show so far? It's been fantastic. I'm just glad to meet people. You know, it's yeah. been two years. I haven't seen uh, a lot of people in one place like this. It's so good to so be it's, back. So it's definitely, definitely good to be back. Yeah. yeah. This is also first uh, my first time at GDC, and okay. I'm just having blast here. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. So, have you seen any sessions? Listen to any talks? Yeah, I've I've seen uh, quite a bit of talks here, and um, I was mostly interested in the online technology summit because mm-hmm. uh, those were the backend related talks. Okay. So I found the EA talk was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I found there was a Pragma talk that was pretty interesting about how they solve interesting problems. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the MongoDB talk tomorrow. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, so Sig and Jim will be delivering that tomorrow at 1245. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you're, you're focused on the back end at that game company. Uh-huh. What are you working on today? 
So I've been leading a lot of our microservices architecture initiatives and also creating a cloud-native platform where we can host all of these microservices and create a platform such that is scalable, cloud agnostic, and vendor neutral. So that has been what my focus at that game company is. Uh, apart from that, I also do some uh, gameplay engineering work because I think for me to be a good back-end engineer for a game, I also need to understand how the game works. So I get my hands dirty in the game code as well. Yeah, so you keep your skills fresh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how are you using MongoDB at that game company? Sure. So Sky primarily used Postgres at the back. Mm -hmm. And Sky, Sky's back-end application Sky is the game. Sky is the game, yeah. yes. Yeah. And its backend primarily had a monolithic application, which would then connect to a single shard those glass. And the problem we ran into is, when we started to hit a large scale at Sky, we needed to basically horizontally shard the Postgres. And we, we were actually a very small team. And, sh and sharding Postgres is not natively supported, right? Yeah. And we basically needed some solution that could basically either shard Postgres for us, or the other option is try to find the highest QPS, non-relational read-write request that are going to the database, or Postgres in this case, and move them out to a non-relational database. So we could then feature shard some of the services. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that is why we ended up basically picking MongoDB because we had a lot of the data that was non-relational in mm -hmm. nature and had highest amount of writes. And then MongoDB came out to be a good good database. Oh, fantastic. And, and what is the actual data that's being stored? What What is that? Is sure. it player engagement data? Is it... Sure. It is, it is literally gameplay data. So, okay. so player data, uh, meaning one of the examples I can give you is our checkpoint service. Mm -hmm. And our checkpoint microservice actually uh, stores a lot of the uh, game save data, if you will, mm. into MongoDB. And okay. it is extremely non-relational. We don't yeah. need any kind of uh, SQL query here to do joins or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it was literally just write and forget and then read exactly the key values. Pretty much, yeah, like like an object on a, with a key on it, basically. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, are you doing any kind of uh, telemetry data or or analytics, or what other types of data are you? For, for MongoDB specifically, yeah. mm -hmm. we're actually not doing any telemetry data in MongoDB right now. We, we're literally using MongoDB as a player data database, yeah. where we don't need to do uh, crazy SQL queries. Yeah. Yeah. What's it look like from a scale perspective? How much how much data are you storing? Uh, yeah, we have terabytes of data. Terabytes, okay, yeah. wow. We do. And um, another pretty cool use case that we recently found uh, that we could do is, now that we have sharded our data into MongoDB and Postgres, right? Mm -hmm. Because our relational data is in uh, Postgres, our non-relational data is in MongoDB. Uh, we had to do some distributed transactions between the two. And what made it pretty interesting with MongoDB is that we could hook up something called a change data capture to, to MongoDB. Uh, it would then basically tail the op log. We would then take those events, put them into Kafka, and from Kafka, we could use Saga um, uh, choreography pattern mm -hmm. to do a distributed transaction that would eventually succeed. So write to MongoDB, right? Mm -hmm. Get that event into a uh, change data capture like the BZM, or we're using the Atlas connector in this case. Okay, yeah. And then take the Atlas. The Atlas connector for Kafka? For Kafka, yes. For Kafka, yeah. Yeah, it's a source connector. Yep. And then that would take that event, write that, or commit that into Kafka. We then have a consumer group tailing that uh, Kafka topic, mm. it would then commit into Postgres. 
It will, so as long as it eventually succeeds, we are okay with that. And it, <laughs> right. it, it, it does. Fantastic. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's a great architecture. Yeah. That that, that basically helped us do some kind of this Twitter transaction. Yeah. Moving the two databases. How did you get into um, game development? How did you get into the industry and, and software so, development in general? In software development in general, I was um, since my childhood I was pretty involved in, in computer science mm. or uh, programming in general. I guess the first um, uh, language I learned was DOS prompt. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I go back back then. Uh, I'm not that old, but yeah. still. <laughs> um, so I was always interested, and then my vocational training was in electrical or electronics engineering. Yeah. Um, and then I did a lot of mechatronics as well, so like mechanics and robotics. Mm -hmm. And I was always interested in programming because of that uh, since since the childhood. I think I was 11 years old when I did my uh, first HTML page or something. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Uh, so that was, that's how the journey started, and I got a sweet gig at NASA, and I worked at NASA or NASA projects, Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter Camera. I was also at the JPL. I did oh, wow. the software Jet there. Jet Propulsion Lab. Jet Propulsion Lab, yeah. yeah. And from there, I, I got to work in a cloud-based company mm -hmm. called Circle with Disney. And that is where I learned the real good stuff about you know, back-end, microservices, cloud-native architecture. AWS, Terraform, Vault, all that cool stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and that's uh, that's how my journey kind of began. And uh, the way I landed a gig at TGC was, or that game company, mm -hmm. was they were looking to modernize a lot of the backend architecture, mm -hmm. right? And they needed someone who can come in and sort of do this kind of thing. Yeah. That has been my primary primary role here. What do you love about that game company? I think the people, I absolutely love the people. Yeah. Uh, I, I also absolutely love the games. I was a big fan of Journey. Yeah. And, and I still remember literally crying uh, <laughs> when I finished uh, the game at the end. Yeah. So there, there was an emotional attachment to that to yeah. happening. It's, it's a unique interface. It is. Like how, did, how, how does that come to be? Like, who's responsible for that level of design and, and art? We, we have uh, some of the industry's best designers at, at play here. Yeah. And I think a lot of credit also goes to our, C, uh, our CEO, creative, creative uh, director, Jimova Chan. Uh, it's basically his vision that he wants to uh, bring people together emotionally, yeah. connect them into a game. So a lot of direction comes from him. Mm -hmm. And he then brings a lot of these amazing you know, artists and designers together. So it's all about bringing awesome people together to get something awesome out. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot like MongoDB. No wonder that we work well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've had nothing but, you know, uh, amazing experience chatting with a lot of the essays from MongoDB. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, every time we have some kind of fire in the back end, uh, <laughs> you guys are always there to just quickly jump in and help us oh, solve fantastic. the problems. I love yeah. to hear that. Yeah. You know, it's unavoidable. There's going to be times when the user activity, activity level spikes beyond what's expected. Speaking of that, are you leveraging any type of automated scalability? Well, I mean, I guess specifically with MongoDB. Okay. In MongoDB and Atlas gives you the ability to yeah. automatically scale. Are you leveraging that? We are leveraging that. So we, we scale up based on the IOPS. Mm -hmm. uh, we scale up based on um, the CPU and memory. Yep. And MongoDB will basically send us an alert that, hey, mm -hmm. 
uh, this specific cluster is hitting the peak, 90% of the CPU yep. limit that you said, uh, and we're going to be scaling it up. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get those notifications in Slack. So we also have already major duty. Yeah, yeah. With MongoDB, the good thing about the Atlas, which is managed uh, part of MongoDB, right, mm -hmm. uh, is that uh, it, it really takes away a lot of the operational aspect from our hands, and we can focus on the backend features. Yeah. So a lot of the operations is taken care by the by the Atlas platform. Mm -hmm. Like scaling is another one. Uh, the biggest one is sharding and rebalancing clusters is the amazing one that we don't have ourselves. Mm -hmm. Things like that. That's great. Is there anything else you'd like to let the audience know about maybe that game company, yourself, or, or MongoDB in general? Uh, about that game company, sure. I mean, we have an amazing team here. Yeah. We're trying to do something really, really interesting that no one else is trying or have, have tried, mm. right? And if you would like to come work for us, you know, just send your resumes. We'll be yeah. happy to kind of take a look at them. How can they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with us. There's a career page, and they can apply there as well. And what's the, do the domain? Thatgamecompany.com uh, that slash careers. Okay, that's okay, nice. apply there. Uh, you can always reach out to me or anyone uh, on LinkedIn, yep. right? So that would be a way to do that. Okay. Um, other than that... What, what kind of um, experience are you looking for? Uh, we are hiring in all kinds of uh, spectrum here, right? Mm -hmm. All the way from uh, gameplay engineers, designers, artists, uh, customer support folks, mm -hmm. back-end folks. Mm -hmm. Specifically in my team, I'm hiring for a back-end engineer mm -hmm. and uh, DevOps or SRE engineers as well. Okay. So if any of them are interested, you know, send send your resume to me. Oh yeah. Hit yeah. my LinkedIn and send me a message. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We'll try and we'll try and drum up some interest there. Sure. Where would they need to be located? Uh, we are pretty flexible. So okay. that game company now is a remote first company, if you want. And we can chat. If you're if you're out of country, you know, we can chat about that. Okay. Uh, we, we have history of kind of looking for people within the US and Canada region just because the time-wise it yeah. works out better for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you are super passionate, you know, and if you're out of country, I don't mind chatting with you as well. Okay, fantastic. Kunal, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. It's Thank been a great you. chat. It was, it was awesome. It was my pleasure. <laughs> right on. Have a good one. Yep. Thank you. Thanks to Kanal for joining me today. Thanks to you, the listeners. Make sure you head on over to mongodb.com slash world. Check out all of the things happening June 7th through the 9th at MongoDB World 2022. If you want to register, you can use the code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to get 25% off your tickets and some cool swag while you're at it. I hope to see you there.